Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Now that I've told you, you're welcome to forget it right away and use the space that you have left over to chastise something. Doesn't matter what. Hello? Are you listening to me? Everything is amazing. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Ah, I was up early this morning, which I know isn't the most sensitive thing to say to uh, the mother of um, a young baby. I'm sure you were up earlier than I am. What is a lion for you these days? Uh, six is a very good one. Right, so I was up closer to 7.30, okay. which, okay. you know, is, is very early for me. Um, and I'll tell you for why in a second. So, so last night... I was, you know, just looking around on Facebook. And there's an old friend of mine up north who I've not seen in many years. Love him to bits. Not necessarily the most self-aware person you've ever met. Okay. So he puts up a lot of kind of ridiculous Facebook posts. Right. That I'm sort of screen grabbing and then sending to other mutual friends. Okay. With some regularity. So last night I look up and uh, it's it's been, he does this post. It's been 10 years since his granny died. Okay. And he, he's written about it, and he's written a poem. Oh. Can I just show you the poem? I don't want to read it out because I think it would be a bit cruel, but I just yeah, yeah, yeah. want you to read this poem to okay, yourself okay, now. Okay, okay. This just pass my phone over to Annabelle. Just let her take oh. that in. Oh. It's quite something, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the writing is, yeah. is, is quite something. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the third line from the end... I mean, come on. <laughs> so I, I, I think, oh, this is is great. So um, <laughs> you know, because this is the sort of person I am. Like it's privately, yeah, I'm like horrible and no. mocking people's dreams. So I send my best friend Dave, who is also a mutual friend of this guy, a text message to say mm. something terrible has happened. And then, I, you know, so I think his phone will go off, it'll beep, it'll say something terrible has happened. And you think, what is it? And then straight away I send another text message. Mm. Such and such has written a poem about his dead granny. Mm-hmm. Send. And then it's on Facebook. Send. Right. right. And you know when you, you send um, a message? Yeah you can tell whether it's been delivered or not. Usually if someone has got an iPhone, if it goes through as blue, yeah. then it means they've got it straight away. If it goes through as green, Mm-mm. it means their phone's off or they're out of range or whatever. Yeah. So it went through as green. 
And um, I thought, oh, you must have gone to bed. You'll see it in the morning. Yeah. Anyway, I'm woken up at half past seven this morning by my phone ringing. Yeah. And it's my friend Dave. He's in a complete panic. He's going, are you okay? What's oh, no, wrong? no, no. And for some reason, the only text yes. message that had come through oh! said something terrible has happened. <laughs> <laughs> you must have thought you're like being a bit annoying in a way, like but know, not saying I know, what. I know, I know. So it's it serves me right. Yeah, it serves yeah. me right for sort of mocking the poem. And it, honestly, I'm not mocking the grief. I'm mocking the poem. Of course. Yeah. Um. And and that story in itself reminds me of another story. I've, I think I've told you this, but a few years ago, I was around at a friend's house, and she was at the time one of these people who was forever a serial monogamist uh, monogamist Mm -hmm. and you know she'd get a year into a relationship then she'd have her head turned by somebody else and we were around her house this particular afternoon and she was telling me this story and she's saying oh my god I mean I'll just never I'll never be with anyone I just can't maintain a relationship and we're laughing about it and so on um and then we're going out so she goes upstairs to get ready and while she's gone I'm just sitting in the kitchen and I notice um some post-it notes so I get a post-it note and write a pen uh, and uh, I write on it with a pen, um, you will die alone, <laughs> meaning like you're incapable of maintaining a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I open a fridge and stick it to the to the milk. Right. There's, a, there's a funny thing that back references the conversation we've yeah, had. Yeah. We then go out and sort of the, the next day I um, wake up to all these messages on my phone <laughs> What were you thinking? I know it was really stupid of me. So I do she know opened really... the fridge, had no idea any relevance to you, thought someone had broken into her house. Yeah, yeah. And, and written, uh, you will die alone. Yeah, and to make oh! it worse, she is like this public no! figure. No, no. Like she's a, a celebrity. So she thought some like crazed stalker was going to And there to would have been her. no relevance to the conversation. It would have just been, you will die in the yeah, house alone. Yeah, I know, alone. I know, I know, oh. I know. You must have been terrified. I'm an awful person. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> If you know where you're going, it doesn't matter if the location is going in that same direction because you're already making the move. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port are adrift. So as we said last week, uh, we're on a little bit of an email drive at the moment. You know what it's like. Summer's here. People don't want to be sitting in writing emails. Mm. I mean, I do. It's just too hot outside. There must be other... Other people like me who are just like constantly searching for shadows to lurk in. Yeah, darkened room, yeah. cold flannel. Yeah, um, yeah. I've I've got a mental map of where all the places with the best air conditioning are <laughs> in central <laughs> London, so that when it gets too much for me, I can just go and stand in Top Shop for a bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so emails are a little quieter than usual. So if you could take the time, um, maybe in a hammock. Why not write us an email from a hammock? If you want. If you if you're not like me, if you're more of a sun worshipper. Mm. I'm imagining that there are a lot of pasty people listening to this podcast, though. I would guess. There isn't too much of a tan going on, though. I think you're right. Um, emailers. So subjects include uh, shyness is nice is one of our great favourite ones where you have been like d- done something weird, have been crippled by your own shyness. Um, does this make me a bad person? Stories of hiding, running away stories, um, public speaking gone awry. Uh, trying to say the right thing and failing, blurting stuff out, all the usual. Email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. And we've got an email on, does this make me a bad person? That's another good one, isn't it? This is from Tim. This took place many years ago when I was even more awkward than I am today. 
I went to the movie theatre to see a rather long movie. I don't recall which movie, but it must have been one of those three-hour movies like Lord of the Rings or something. I went to concessions and got my American very, very large, like why do you ever need this much liquid you're not in the desert size drink, (laughs) and went into the theatre. I oscillate with social terror at the thought of the back of my head being visible to anyone behind me, so I took a seat in the back of the theatre as per usual. I'm the sort of person who refuses, as a matter of principle, to leave my seat during the movie, except in an absolute emergency. I wish that every movie longer than 90 minutes had an intermission, but I digress. You can probably guess that by the end of the movie, I was absolutely bursting with bioprocessed soda. But having sat in the back of the theatre, I was stuck behind everyone else who was also filing out as soon as the movie ended. As a result, I was last in line for the men's room. I held it in using my people's traditional hafta potty dance. The restroom was relatively small for a movie theatre with urinals on one wall, cubicles on the opposite wall and a narrow path betwixt them. The only available place to go was the disabled stall, which has a door that opens outward as opposed to the usual inward opening doors on normal stalls. So I took it. I wasn't waiting around to find out the medical consequences of a burst bladder. I unzipped and let fly, and this was one of the longest wheeze of my life, let me tell you. (laughs) By the time I was done, I'd heard everyone file out, but I hadn't heard any footsteps entering, so I swung open the door to the stall, expecting to be alone. I was not alone. While I was taking the Ulysses of Wheeze, a disabled gentleman (laughs) had rolled his way into the restroom. He'd clearly rolled past all the other stalls straight up to the disabled, only to find that it was occupied. He must have really had to go as well, because he'd done something that to this day I find rather impressive. He had gripped the pipe going upward from the urinal and hoisted himself up and out of his chair, dangling there by the pipe, and was going in the urinal. Wow. I know. By opening the door to the stall, which you'll recall opens outward, I had bumped his wheelchair forward a little and, you know those little handles on the back of a wheelchair for in case someone's pushing you around? Mm. The door sort of opened behind one of those handles. I knew that he could probably tell without looking that I wasn't disabled and that I was the cause of having him to dangle from the urinal pipe and probably rest his bits upon the disgusting trough (laughs) of the urinal. I wanted to explain that it was the only unit available and that I really had to go or there was going to be a flood, but... I couldn't find the words. So instead, I turned and swung the door closed. As I was walking away, I realised that since the door had caught on the handle of his wheelchair, it rolled back from the urinal and away from him by quite a bit. Uh... By the time this fully registered in my mind, I was nearly out of the door and I panicked. (laughs) If I turned back, he would surely see my face and know without a doubt that I was not disabled and that I just pulled his chair away from him like some kind of horrible monster. (laughs) I don't recall making the decision to walk away and let him dangle there chairless. But I do remember that as my wife and I walked to the car, I had this mental image of him hanging from the urinal, reaching for his chair but being unable to reach it, dropping and crawling across the disgusting men's room floor. I knew it was too late to go back. I felt a level of shame and regret that I've never felt before or since. (laughs) In my mind, that poor man is still dangling there, seething with hatred for that unknown (laughs) bastard that, after causing his urinal plight, piled on by rolling his chair backwards just out of reach. Oh, that is an epic story, beautifully told. Mm. You know, you were just doing your best at the time. You were. And as long as you've got shame and regret, I forgive you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great qualities to carry around with you, shame and regret. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We, we, can, we can let it go. Oh, man. Um, if you would like to share your story with us, email hello at adriftpodcast.com. 
This is your favorite program, Adrift. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. All right, time for Anna Nori. Oh, that doesn't work. No, I know it doesn't. <laughs> Thank you for trying. <laughs> um, it was a play on Jack and Nori for anybody who, because uh, I mean, it, it, yeah. it works so poorly. Mm-hmm. I do think there are some people who will be very familiar with Jack and Nori, the old BBC um, program where they used to read ch- stories to children that they still wouldn't have been able to make the connection. It was such a, yeah. a bad title. Yeah, yeah. Annabelle, you've prepared a story. I have. Uh, what's it about this week? So it's about my neighbours when I lived in Bow, East London, and the worst argument that I've ever had. Now, I know I've mentioned briefly before my elderly racist next door neighbour in Bow, yes. who described her husband's death to me in minute detail and ended with, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> I've not spoken before, though, about my downstairs neighbours. So there was a husband and wife, probably in their 60s or 70s, lived in the East End all their life. And they also had twin sons who were in their 30s or 40s, I say, and still lived at home. I didn't have much interaction with the parents, apart from an awful occasion where my ex-boyfriend bought his best friend for a joke, a pole dancing pole for his birthday, which was delivered when they were out. So the delivery person left it with these neighbours. And then I had to go and pick it up as my boyfriend was away. And you could see clearly what it was. And at the time we were doing the late night show. So I'd be getting home late every night. And they definitely thought I was the world's least sexy and least toned sex worker. Incidentally, the best friend loved the pole dancing pole and installed it in his living room. And I was there the night that he brought back to his flat some ballet dancers that he'd met in a bar. And they were doing some great moves on it until a particularly vigorous one caused it to come away from the ceiling and smash into his two-day-old plasma screen TV. (gasps) That was a great moment in my life. It was such a great moment in my life. That made me a bad person. It was such a great moment. Anyway, back to the neighbours. And the parents, they were friendly, so not judgmental about how they thought I was a bad sex worker. But the twin sons were confusing to me because one was really friendly and one totally ignored me. And so I'd say hello to him and he'd either blank me or grunt. So it was always just really confusing because they were identical twins. So I never knew what I was going to get when I saw them. The friendly one was also a bit weird, though, because he did want to stop me outside the flats quite late at night. And he asked for some change for the phone box because he wanted to call his five-year-old son in Israel as it was his birthday. And he went into quite a lot of detail about this. So I gave him what I had, which was 70p or something, even though... I worked out that it would have been about two in the morning in Israel and that 70p would have given him about three seconds of call time. And there was a lot about the story that didn't ring true. Now, when I'd lived there for about, I'd say, three years, I happened to mention these twins to my racist next door neighbour and she said, what are you talking about? I've only got one son. And it was just one bloke, not twins. And it emerged that he was a heroin addict, which I suppose goes some way to explain the dramatic differences in mood. But yes. not why I'd never question why I'd never, ever seen them together. <laughs> but it was this one man that led to me having the worst argument that I've ever had. And also the most pathetic and pointless argument that I've ever had. And it started when my then boyfriend, who lived with me in this flat and bow, he said to me that he thought this heroin addict man was going to burgle us one day. And for some reason, I took offence to that based on all the times maybe that he was friendly to me. And I vigorously defended him while my then boyfriend became more and more insistent that he was going to break in and he was going to steal all our stuff. And we're walking home from a night out and this happened and the argument got so bad that we were screaming at each other in the street. I mean, I can't even begin to imagine what that sounded like, what I was actually screaming. No, he will not burgle us. <laughs> 
then eventually one of us stormed off and we went home separately. And I was still so angry when I got home that I slept on the sofa, which was pretty pointless as it was a studio flat and the sofa was about 30 centimetres from the bed. And then the very next day, the very next morning, I happened to be looking out the window and I saw the heroin addict outside a building being renovated opposite to us. And he was filling up one of those old fashioned prams with the big wheels with all the bricks that he could get his hands on. <laughs> so I always double lock my door after that. Jeff, Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Germans. Drift. We've mentioned before the, uh, the Adrift discussion group, the Drifters discussion group that mm. Tiff has set up on Facebook. Um, if you, I think we've shared it on our social media, and if you look it up, it'll come up quite easily. And I think there's a certain amount of lively discussion about the topics we talk about in the podcast in that group. Um, one of the things that has come up, and uh, Tiff ran a poll, is whether there should be adrift merchandise ah. or not. Mm. So she ran a poll asking what types of merchandise people would like. And do you know what came out on top? I'd love to hear. Mugs. Which suggests to me that people like the podcast (laughs) enough to in their own house to be drinking a beverage out of it, but not so much that they would be out and about in the world with anything that would identify them as a listener. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So, you know, T-shirts, I think, less less of uh, an attractive proposition. Tote bag? Everyone likes a tote bag. No, because then you'd be out and about showing people that you listen to this podcast. Your shame would be visible to the world. Yeah. so then I got to thinking, well, what about an apron? Because then it's something you can wear, but you don't go out of the house in it. Do people ever wear an apron? Do you ever put an apron on? No, but if I had one, I might. I'll tell you what I was thinking about. This is slightly off at a tangent. Rolling pins. And about, um, because these baking shows are now so popular on the TV, mm. like, has there been an increase in um, people hitting each other with rolling pins. <laughs> and then I just started thinking about how bleak that was because the stereotype, and I'm sure it goes back to sitcoms from the 70s and, um, you know, old-fashioned seaside postcards and so mm. on, is of a, a wife chasing a husband with a rolling pin. Mm-hmm. So firstly, there's like an inherent sexism in that that is the women who are doing the baking. Mm. But then if you think, well, these days, you know, baking isn't uh, so much just a, you know, thing the pretty little wife does in the kitchen at home, mm. then as soon as you're thinking of a husband chasing a wife with a rolling pin, it becomes a bit more domestic abusey and a bit bleaker. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Yeah. Mm. So maybe that's why we don't really hear of people hitting each other with rolling pins. We've realised that it isn't funny. Yes, yeah. It's just violent. Um Adrift rolling pins? I don't think that's going to be a good so. one. No, okay, no. well, um, we, we will look into it. Um, I know we've said that before, but we will look into it. Um, and if you would like to support the podcast financially uh, in other ways, while, the, while there is no merchandise available, we have got a selection of rewards available to you. If you support us on Patreon, if you enjoy the podcast, then just a little bit of money every month goes a long way for us. Uh, go to patreon.com stroke adrift. Hi, uh, do you mind if uh, just signing on this uh, clipboard? Uh, it's just $4 a month. You can give money to this charity and then uh, it will just come straight out of your bank account and then we can turn into an evil corporation and take over the universe and then kill babies and small children and women. Jeff Lloyd, um, Annabelle Port, Adrift. All right, on to the incident. It's another marital one. Oh, okay. Can, I, can, can we pass your phone over, actually? Yeah, sure. Pass your phone. I'm going to check something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've just um, I just pressed the button to wake your phone up. Mm. On your screensaver mm. is a picture of you mm. 
and your lover Tom.、Mm. Tom is carrying your son Rudy,、mm-hmm. and at your feet is your dog Rusty Scruff, the teddy bear king. He's、yeah. firm but fair. Everyone's there. Everyone's there. I'm now going to、uh, pass you my phone, and、mm-hmm. maybe you can do, do the same. Describe describe、okay. what's on it. So I can see it's just the two of you, you and your wife. On our wedding day. On your wedding day, yeah, beautiful picture. So, so my wife's、um, screensaver used to be the two of us. Yeah. Now it is just our son. You're not. You've been pushed aside. Yes. Wow. Now I understand、oh. why you would want a picture of、uh, your, your child on your phone. It's、mm. a nice thing to see. I wear like a smart watch, and I have pictures of my son in rotation on my watch. Yeah. You see, there, there he is. But,、um, but I feel like my wife has actively made the decision to relegate me. It does seem a and replace like me.、Yeah. Like she could have done what you've done there and have the entire family,、mm. or she could have had the two of us. No, I'm out. Yeah, he's in. But it is her son, and you love you. Who's right? Who's wrong?、Mm. I find out in this week's the incident. I thought long and hard about who I could ask for advice on this, and then I decided the only thing really to do is go to the source of my problem. It's my wife, Sarah. You couldn't find anyone else. No, I, th- I think we need to tackle this as a marital issue on the podcast. Right. So、um, you're on my phone as my screensaver. I was on yours, but now I've been replaced by our son. What happened? You're saying now, but so our son is. A little over two years old. Can we acknowledge the circumstances right now? Go on them. Just it's extremely late, and I'm very tired. I'm sorry, but this does need tackling. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to sleep if we hadn't addressed the issue. No, but it, the, my my point being that it it was it was us, me and you, the happy、but、couple. But this is like, and then then it was it was our son and me, and then slowly I've been forced out of the picture. Well, it's not. This is the thing is, I don't think it is slowly. I think so. Our son is over two years old, and I think I just did. No, no, no. This is what it was because my nephew. I have two nephews. I mean, they're yours too. But let's be honest: if we de- get divorced, you'll never speak to them again. <laughs> And vice versa.、Um, so my nephews, I have two small nephews because、mm. my brother is more fertile than you, and I have two of them. And in the way that like a woman who wants a baby doesn't have a baby, then gets like fucking into her fucking nephews. I think I made one of my nephews a screensaver. I think my nephew bumped you out. Can I just explain why the gratuitous gratuitous f word just came out? Like you. Oh, I think it's because I'm tired. I think it's because you've had to. Plastic th- cups of wine、I、on a train. Train wine home from a gig. <laughs> <laughs>、um, Just effing all over the place. I thought it was kind of sweet. This is what it was. You got kicked out by a nephew, which I think is kind of cool. It's like, but then I think I was back after that. It was me and I, our son for a while. It was the two of us. You two guys. Oh and, my! And then my I, boys. <laughs> hashtag my boys. And then I got forced out. But think- there was in a forcing out. It would have been about. It would have been about. You know, you you. There are all these incessant pictures now of children, whoever your child is, and then like once in a while, you're like, oh my god, that one, his face, and that one, and then that becomes the screensaver. And I just think I haven't had one 
where his face, like it just, it's like the best photos have continued to not include you, which genuinely is not a reflection on you. But don't you think that the fact that I have you on my phone and you don't have me on yours means that ultimately this marriage is unbalanced? And But it is imbalanced because that's the thing is that you do love me more than I love you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what we've also acknowledged is that if, so... Like, I think intellectually we understand that we run, like, a risk of getting divorced because that's how things go. Like For, for everyone. For everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, if you told me that in, in another 10 years we weren't together because of a divorce, that would surprise me and it would surprise you. You think if I'd had a massive heart attack, that, that, that could happen. But well, this is what I want to say is that we have discussed that if we got that, – that if, heaven forbid, one of us died, that – I would pr- it would be pretty unlikely for me to marry a second time. And genuinely you'd be married again within 2 years. But that's not because I wouldn't But have I would it. be the Linda, I'd be Linda. <laughs> I would exa- be your Linda. Exactly, you like you 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 would be the love of my life. It's just that I'm incapable of being alone. You can't alone. be alone. Yeah. Serial monogamous. Because of my codependency issues. Because of all your things. I want to point out as well with regards to our son being on your phone. I'm I'm not one of those jealous men. I know that some some men get very jealous of their children. I know famously Rufus <laughs> Wainwright's father, Loudon Wainwright, he he wrote that song, Rufus is a Tit Man, because he got jealous of his son breastfeeding and considered the breast his property. I'm I'm not like that. I'm not possessive. No, no. I think I deserve some credit for that. <gasps> the silence was about the fact that I was going to get you your award. Thank you very much. Thank you. But For what- not... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Why why not all of us on your phone then? Why not you, me, and him? Because I don't feel any of the photos. Like, actually, so for 4th of July, which wound up being a terrible day, but I tried to do, like, festive things. And so we went into town together, and I took a photo of both of you thinking, maybe this will be it. And frankly, neither you nor him delivered. Like, you didn't give, as RuPaul would say... (laughs) realness i don't know i was just watching it on the train home with my wine but the point is is that neither one of you have taken a great photo together and the uh, and it's not like gene is so i mean i do think he's very cute but it's just i you know for every one photo i take of you i probably take 15 of him and i don't take that many photos of my son actually and so then i just put one on but here's the thing i'm gonna make you a deal yeah I will make an effort of trying to take more photos of you with him with the idea in mind that I'm looking for something screensaver worthy, but I have a condition. Which is? You've got to reach your goal weight. (laughs) Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're insightful and aligned with this vision you might be ready for the next phase Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port Adrift A couple of quick things um, both transport related so number one I was walking down into the uh, 
London Underground station the other day, mm-hmm. which is, I think, one of the great mass transit systems in the world. However, terrible for sort of disabled people or people with prams and so on. You will have found this since you had Rudy. Yeah. Like there are so few stations with step-free access, lifts mm. and so on. Yeah, yeah. So quite often you're relying on the kindness of strangers. And I always feel like a real hero when I offer to help somebody with their pram down the stairs. The stairs yeah. or whatever. So I, anyway, so I'm going down the other day and I notice an older lady, I would say in her 70s, and she's got with her. Um, it's somewhere between a shopping cart and a Zimmer frame. Okay. Do you know the things? Uh, so they've got little handlebars. Yes, yes. Three yes. wheels. She is definitely using it to steady herself, um, but it's also got a shopping bag component to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So she, I see her struggling down the stairs with this thing, and I say, mm. "Oh, can I help you?" Mm. Yeah. She goes, "No." Oh, Jen. Yells no in my face. Oh. And then people spin round. And I'm oh. now worried it looks like I was trying to steal a shopping bag from a lady. <laughs> or worse. When, yeah. <laughs> that looked bad, whatever. Yeah. There, was, yeah. there was no, no good there. No, no. Oh. So, so that happened to me. Oh, I'm so sorry. So then I really sped down the stairs to get away from her and to get on a different train. I thought, well, she's going to take her a while to get down at that pace, mm, mm. refusing help <laughs> yeah. from lovely people like oh. me. Uh, but then it was one of these where the train's delayed at the station, so we're just going to hold it here. And mm. I could just hear the clunk, oh, no. clunk, oh. clunk. And I thought, oh, she's going to get back on. She's going to get on the train. She's going to start shouting, but that didn't happen. Um, and then the other thing that happened to me, so um, I've been up visiting my friend Jamie in Leeds, and uh, I was coming back on a train from Leeds to London on the Saturday and it was really rammed this train and a, a lot of the trains do a thing where you can pay an extra 10 or 15 quid and upgrade to first class mm. on a weekend for far cheaper than you would be able to do during the week. So I thought, yeah, I'll have me a bit of that. Oh, yeah. So I go and sit in first class and they come around with the complimentary drinks trolley. Oh, yeah. So they say, can I get you anything? I say, yeah, could, could I get a, a cup of tea, please? And they said, do you want some water too? I said, yeah, we'll have a water too. And then it's this hot day and I notice they've got Diet Coke as well. I say, actually, can I have a Diet Coke, please, too? Mm. So they then put that on the table. So I've got my water, my tea and my Diet Coke. Mm. And as she puts the fizzy drink in the ice down, she goes, well, someone's going to be hydrated. <laughs> I can't help but love her. Do you think that's a very passive <laughs> yes. way of saying, oh, why don't you just ask for one of everything? <laughs> It's amazing. I mean, she could have just been like having fun with you, but it was was it in the tone? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, someone's going to be hydrated. I love, it, I love yeah. it. Sorry. Yeah. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port in a show called Adrift. All right. If you have a social interaction, a regular thing, something you found yourself in, and you're worried about it happening again at some point in the future, where you would like to know what the correct behaviour is. Ask us. All you've got to do is ask. Yeah. We will tell you. We will decree uh, what should be done here in Quandary Corner, in Problematic, in the GLAP Clinic, Rural School, Knowledge College, and so on. There we go. Okay, this is from Adrian Reed, uh, who begins his email by oh, saying... sorry, just um, bang the microphone with my pen. That's all right. I wasn't trying to uh, put you off. No, don't do it again. I wasn't just trying to draw attention to myself because <laughs> you were speaking. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. Adrian begins his email by saying that, like me, did a paper round until an unusually late stage of his life. I'm okay. reading this out because he's a kindred spirit, obviously. Yes. He began the, at the age of 13. I was 12. Mm. Uh, but he did two rounds a day. That's one more than me. Seven days 
a week until he was 18 and had to get a real job. He also, at the same time, worked in the news agent behind the till, so did I. And also, I didn't do this, sorted out the papers for the rounds in the mornings. He took the job off an old man. That's an old man's job. <laughs> he also says that he's got in common with you, mm. not just a birthday, but a year of birth. Oh, 20th of April, 73 gang. Exactly. The crew. And he says it was... 2473 crew. Yeah, that's what you're calling it. In fact, it was only through listening to you that I found out we shared our birthday with that rather unsavoury gentleman from history. Oh, really? Yeah, he didn't know before. You went all these years. Yeah, amazing. You went three plus decades. Mm -hmm. So, to the problem. By way of background... Both my parents are still with us and I have one brother. I'm currently single and my brother has been with his fiancée for about 10 years now and they have a daughter, Abigail, age seven. My brother's fiancée has a brother and only really stays in contact with her mum. Apologies for the family tree details, but all become clear in a moment. Okay. So I wouldn't say I'm overly close to my brother's fiancée. Not like I've been with his previous girlfriends, but we get on fine. I was prompted to raise this issue after listening to your concerns a few episodes back over how few photos your parents have of you in their home. Mm. So to my dilemma, in my brother's house, on the staircase to be precise, highlighting its position is important as it's positioned so that any and all visitors to their home would by default look at it if they had to come up and down the stairs. They have one of those photo frames made up of multiple mini frames on it. Moreover, the various frames surround the word family. (laughs) I'm sure by now you can see where I'm going with this. All the aforementioned families above from both sides of the family have their photos in one of the frames. With one, I like to think notable exception, myself. So how does one tackle such an issue? Do you, in fact, even attempt to tackle such an issue? Whilst I'll admit to feeling a little upset by my notable absence from the family, I'm not losing sleep over it. But conversely, surely my own brother would have plucked up the courage to raise the issue with his better half. Also, what I don't want is a pity space in the frame. (laughs) In a slightly awkward but nonetheless rather amusing twist, I have to be coming down said stairs with my brother and my niece Abigail recently and, as children often do, she asked a rather awkward question. Daddy, why isn't Uncle Aidy's photo in the frame? (laughs) I have quite a dry sense of humour so I couldn't help but have a chuckle inside. I don't recall exactly what my brother said in response and being the person I am, I wasn't about to make the situation any more awkward than it already was. Quite what would have happened, though, if I if it had been my brother's fiance who Abigail put the question to, I really don't know. So how would you deal with this situation? Would you stay silent or rock the boat? Thanking you in advance of your invaluable I mean, there's advice. only one thing you do in this situation. Stick up your picture on it. No. Blue tack. You commis- commission a huge oil painting of yourself <laughs> and give it to better. them for Christmas. Oh, they're answered next. <laughs> That really is the only thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep, okay, great. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I do worry in the um outside our toilet, we've got a wall which has what they call a hang, which is loads of different pictures. Mm. And um it's mainly family, but there are friends on there as well. And mm. I do sometimes worry when people come round if they're not up there, do they take it personally? I mean you're you're up there, Annabelle. No, I take it personally that I'm only up there once, whereas some friends are up there twice. Really? I counted. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh well. You could put another one up. Maybe I'll bring an oil painting round. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, there's like, and here's the other thing: there are some um, like enemies up there, as like friends who've become enemies up there. What? Take them down, replace them with me. I know it's just it's just the hassle of having new print photos printed, isn't oh, it? It's all photos true. are digital. These they've got days. to be the right size for the frame. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, okay. Well, yeah. I won't bring it up yeah. again. Don't worry. Mm. Okay, we're happy to move on. Yes, great. Okay, this is from Anne in Yorkshire. I enjoy swimming at my local hotel's pool, mainly because very few people go, so I usually have the pool to myself, and there are hardly any children leaving little yellow deposits in the water. Anyway, a few weeks ago, I'd just taken my after-swimming shower, and I was naked and drying off, so I wasn't making much noise. Someone came in, and they must have thought they were on their own. They quickly went to the toilet and started making noises. And I mean noises, excruciating groans, <laughs> banging on the walls, grunts, explosive expulsions. It was loud. <laughs> I was naked and had to walk by this person to get to my locker. So I did what all sensible people would do. I stood stock still in the shower and didn't make a noise until they'd gone. Should I have made my presence known, though? Should I be more forceful and less cowardly? Help, Jeff and Annabelle. I daily feel like a failure. Is there anything you can suggest to make me feel like a better human? Well, if if this helps, you did exactly the right thing. Yeah. I mean, just being cowardly is the right thing to do in that situation. Don't engage. My wife's mantra I've said before is don't engage. Mm. And. What if she was late for, say, something really important, like a job interview? Would you still recommend? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, the other thing you could start doing is replicating the noises. Oh, so they don't feel so alone. <laughs> Banging on the walls. <laughs> you imagine that two-handed either yeah. side, I am. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, well, you did the right thing, Anne. I hope that makes you feel better. Yeah. yeah. Well, those were very easily answered this weren't week, they? weren't they? Good. Um, Maybe we're getting better at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you would like to know the rules of any given situation, you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you could rate and review us, that would help enormously, unless you were thinking of giving us a bad or mediocre rating or review, in which case it would probably be a hindrance. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music during the incident. And thanks to my wife, Sarah, for putting in an appearance during the incident this week. I won't plug anything of hers. I made the mistake recently of trying to drum up an audience for one of her Edinburgh previews on social media. And it didn't go well in as much as I didn't really drum up much of an audience. And she was annoyed at me because she said it looked like nepotism. So no plugs for Sarah. Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers and made our idents. Patrick Gunning and Iwana Babu provided technical support. Kim Rainey made our artwork and Carla Gowlett took the photos. And if you enjoy spending time with us every week, show your support. Just an American dollar or two every month comes in very handy, helps us keep the podcast going. Patreon.com stroke adrift. And if you want to share uh, your story, or one of your stories, with us and your fellow drifters, the email address, hello at adriftpodcast.com. Finally, I will leave you with this thought, which you can write on a post-it note and stick to your fridge. You will die alone. Listener.
Okay, this comes from Lucy Adams, who says, hello, Annabelle and Jeff. Hello. hello. I'd be massively grateful if you could do a publication for my boyfriend, Alan. Hello, Alan, who turns 39 on the 7th of July. Ooh. Neither of us heard your previous radio shows, oh. and I stumbled over the podcast after listening to Reasons to be Cheerful. Oh, oh that is so great to hear. It's feeding listeners yes, to us. That was my hope. <laughs> um Adrift is now my favourite, though. Don't tell Ed. Yes! He is so sensitive about that. Don't tell him. Are you going to tell him? I once referred to... He heard me refer to Reasons to be Chiffle as the other podcast. Oh. And he went into a sulk. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alan started listening to the podcast last year after I played some of it to him on a plane to Stuttgart. In October. Nice. I'd like to go to Stuttgart. Yeah, why not? I mean, I know nothing about it, but my experiences in Germany have, Germany have generally been very, mm. very positive. Mm. Like Hamburg, been there a few times. I know people think it's on a Beatles pilgrimage, but it's not. I've been there for other reasons. I hear it? it's lovely. Oh, it's yeah. great. Mm. Take Rudy into restaurants. Not Rudy, the other one, Rusty. <laughs> Probably take Rudy into restaurants. But the point <laughs> being, there is a lot of very dog-friendly restaurants. That's amazing. Yeah. Really? And like, you know... Um, I think the UK is very good for dogs mm. um, and Germany is one of the other European countries. I think that's exceptionally good for jo dogs because some places they don't like a dog off a lead mm. and you have these like you see them in America, like really wretched. They're called off lead parks and they're basically about as big as a basketball court if oh. you're lucky. And that's the only place dogs are allowed to run around. But in Germany, dogs, dogs can be off their leads in a park, which is uh, sorry. I'm really feeling being derailed by dogs well I, i'm now just slightly worried you're getting a backhander from the german tourist board <laughs> as long as you're not that's okay if there are any tourist boards it. listening <laughs> yeah yeah and they want to give us a backhander mm. it's, i mean what about a drift abroad what do you mean like so these tourist boards could pay for us to go on very lavish oh, holidays and yeah. record episodes in you know for example stuttgart and say how much we like it exactly yeah yeah, yeah. i mean we would happily be a shill so happily, situation yeah Anyway, um, Alan and I have been going out for six years and have been together through a few of the ups and downs that life throws at you whilst you're trying to drift along without bumping into too many other people. Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. We will be in Hamburg for Alan's birthday, celebrating in his oh. favourite city in the world. Oh. Yeah. I go into full-on drifter mode in other countries. I try and talk, to Germ uh, talk German to people. And when they reply, I shut down and can't compute what they're saying. Oh. So I often just smile, shrug and walk off. Yeah. Please tell Alan that Zaza the cat and I love him very much. That's nice. Zaza. Nice name, Zaza. I like yeah. saying it, Zaza. Yeah, it's fun, Zaza. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I've come across as that. Well, Zaza Gabor. Obviously, It's yeah. not the same, is it? No, Zaza. Zaza. Uh, oh, and please come to Edinburgh to do a live show, Jeff. Oh, we haven't had a request for Edinburgh yet. No, I'll mm. see you and Ed next month. Oh, because you're going up there. We yeah. are. So Ed and I are doing Reasons to be Cheerful there for two days on the first weekend of the Fringe at the Pleasance mm -hmm. Grand. Yeah. And really, I do think we could have done an adrift in Edinburgh. But the thing about Edinburgh is it's not an easy one to organise yourself. And uh, we just never got around to asking anyone to no. help us with it. So no. um, it won't be this year at the Fringe Festival. But that doesn't preclude us doing... Uh, a little show in Edinburgh somewhere when it's not the festival. Yeah, or next year even. Or next Let's, year. We can yeah. plan ahead. Yes. Nah. <laughs> um, well, Alan, 
Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Alan. In in Hamburg. Um, you've, what a nice place to be. I've only ever, maybe I was there once in the summer. But anyway, great place. I don't mm. need to start like figuring out what times of year I have and haven't been to Hamburg. No, no. That's of no interest to anybody. No, no. Least of all me. <laughs> um, Alan, happy birthday from Zaza and Lucy. If you would like a podication, then you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.